Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. I don't know what episode it is. Y'all gonna stop asking a nigga, but Shantae's here. Ain't that all that matters? Shantae's in the building. I was like, you know what? If uh, Dre can play I Ain't Mad At You at the Super Bowl, knowing that uh, Tupac cannot stand that nigga, I can ask Shantae if we could do an episode, because this is her show. And she was like, yeah, we can do an episode. So I was like, yeah. (laughs) What up, girl? Hey, how are you? You you know that moment where you... um, feel a tickle in your throat so you start wondering if the white people gave you COVID. Oh no. Yeah. But I think it might also be because I put a shitload of cayenne pepper in the chicken that I made last night. Mm-hmm. So I think I might have just like burned a hole in my uh uvula. <laughs> <laughs> but until I'm sure I'm just sitting here by myself. Like I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want anybody to be like, oh my God, he might have it. Because I, I really I'm pretty certain that I know what it is. Um it just didn't taste spicy enough to me. I was trying to make Popeye spicy chicken at home. I was trying to get a recipe oh, that okay. rivaled theirs because what I want to do is, um, in the long run, I want to make ch- spicy chicken sandwiches uh, and sell plates for consistently mm-hmm. good. So last night was my first time making it, and I learned something. Um, pepper does not go bad. Red mm. pepper, black pepper does not go bad. But it does lose its heat over time, if not used. Um, And so, the container of red pepper that I used was unopened, so I thought it was new. So, I I lightly dusted the batter, and then I marinated it in the batter, and then I lightly dusted the eggs as well. Like, I was trying to make this chicken just insufferable for everybody else. I was trying to prove a point. Um, I can do this too. Um, and then I put in other seasonings, dill and um, paprika and all that kind of stuff. And the chicken came out and all you could taste was the salt. Literally. Mm. And I took it to Nisha and I was like, can you taste this? And she was like, all I taste is salt. And I took it to Devin and Devin was like, did you put something on this other than salt? And I was like, yeah. And so I went back into the kitchen and literally dusted the tops of the piece of chicken to the point where you could see the red like it was it was evident and then i put honey on top of that mm-hmm. so then i had a spicy honey chicken and still couldn't taste anything but the honey and the salt you couldn't taste the uh red pepper at all uh but apparently it still even though it didn't have a taste it still was corrosive enough to destroy nisha's evening um, mm-hmm. and her morning, and it was still enough to make my throat feel tingly when it shouldn't feel tingly. So it was weird. I didn't know that. I, I, I mean, I should have known it, but there's a lot of things I should have known, but just don't even think about. But yeah, your seasonings can lose their effect over time, which is why I 
am now telling all of us black folks out there, clean out your goddamn spice cabinet because we have spices that we've had in there. Us personally, I don't know about y'all, but I'm figuring. I'm figuring, Shantae. That y'all done had spice in your cabinet since Lily was a baby. And y'all don't even think about it. If it don't get used, eventually it just goes to the back of the cabinet. And y'all buy another one and just stack it in front of it. And the old one's like, wait, who this nigga? Wait, I still function. <laughs> yeah, we've had, we've had spices. I mean, not like not 10 years old. But it was there was definitely... Uh, I was making chili a couple of weeks ago. And looked in the cabinet to, you know, to try to make sure everything was ready and saw something in there that had been in there since 2018. And it mm-hmm. was just like that it expired 2018. It was just, like, oh, my God, and, you know, threw it in the trash immediately and replaced it. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, you just never you, you just you never know because there's just sometimes you're just you just open it up. You know, it's not anything that, you know, you think is going to get moldy or gross. So you're not even really thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's closed. It's in a dark cabinet. It's just, it's, you're thinking it's fine until you look at the expiration date. And then it's just like, Oh my God. And the first thing is realizing that seasonings have expiration dates. Like the fuck is this shit? What kind of happy horse shit is this? Like how often do you expect me to use garam masala? Like, seriously, like, you don't expect me to use this whole bottle up by 2023, right? Like, you're tripping. But, oh no, it's just, the more prevalent seasonings are so cheap that when you go to the store, you just buy more, and so you just keep stacking in front of them. I, I'm literally, after we finish this, I'm going to go in there and throw some shit out because I was looking around, and I was like, we got... Five containers of Old Bay seasoning. And that's the thing. Like, stuff like Old Bay and uh, the Cajun seasonings and all that, they don't tend to lose their their flavor because it's it's such a mixture of stuff. Or maybe it's because my mind remembers how Old Bay is supposed to taste that no matter what, I'm programmed to taste that ideal. Um, for all I know, we could be in the Matrix eating gruel right now, and, and my, to my <laughs> mind, it, it tastes like Old Bay seasoning, and I'm just like, okay, this is good. Um, also, let me see, what else? Oh, I know that I do this, and I, I actually chided myself about it when I realized how often I do it. I wanted to know if you do it. When you turn on hot water, mm-hmm. do you hold your hand underneath the water until it turns hot, or do you just walk away? Just walk away. I, I I used to keep my hand under the water. Like, I don't know. And wait for it to get like, <laughs> and wait for it to get like piping hot and then pull your hand back. We're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, my bad. I guess that's a me thing. Uh, in my mind, the way it works is my, the water is already hot. My hand Uh-oh. is just not used to it yet. So as my hand gets used to the water, it 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 warms up. Like I don't know. It's a thing. Now that I say it out loud, it sounds really, 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 really weird. But in my mind, it's like okay, this water is my. It doesn't actually get warmer than what it already is. I don't know. Now that I said it out loud, I can't even picture how that made sense in my head. It's one of those things that I do all the time. But um, it's like 
I used to feel like if I didn't have my hand under it to touch it, it would never get warm. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we all got our things. I know I don't do it here in this house. We have an old house. And so I know as soon as I turn the hot water on, the water is going to be cold at first Mm -hmm. and then get like steaming piping hot you know like burn your skin off hot and mm-hmm. so it's a lot of times i just turn the hot water on and then turn the cold water on and then start doing whatever it is you know washing my hands uh washing the dishes you know whatever but most of the time if, if it's a bathtub then yeah i just walk away because it takes a second for the water to start you know really yeah. get hot enough to, to plug up the tub and everything but yeah no I, I don't stick my I don't leave my hand under there waiting for it to get hot oh yeah I thought everybody did that that's on me that's a me thing my bad um next question Black History Month in Oklahoma what's that like Black History we had a parade we had a Black History parade I think the first day oh, okay or, or maybe over the weekend and everything Black uh, what is it like it probably i mean like you know there would be stuff in schools and uh i know when uh lily was at her previous school uh her teacher was very big on the black history uh like program and stuff and so mm-hmm. that thing happened i mean like she had to you know when lily changed schools that was no longer going on and, and all that different kind of stuff and then covid just happened so i have no idea if they're if that's still popping the way that it did then but you know we do black history month at different at different levels i think i, I just i don't know for some reason i just figured that oklahoma would fight against having anything having to do with like 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 do they discuss or 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 talk about what happened to black wall street do they like that sort of thing or do they just do like okay we did a parade that that's it y'all go home now and well i mean i think it, it all depends on different uh like there's the black history parade which i have never been to because it wasn't anything that was on my radar screen growing up because mm-hmm. i didn't live in oklahoma city at the time and so now that I live here, it's kind of just like I, I'm not a parade person. So there's oh, yeah, it, don't for matter sure. what, it don't matter what the parade is about. But then, uh, you know, there's a black history parade and there's stuff that would happen in schools and, and everything. Like, yeah, there's that. I don't, I don't feel like there's ever been not talking about black history, but it's been kind of regular schmegular, you know, the high points, this person, that person. And nothing really like, yeah, we didn't find out. Uh, I didn't find out until Black Wall Street until I was in college. Really? So maybe they're talking. So maybe they're talking about it now. But because of the centennial that had happened and just more people kind of bringing it up and the stuff that happened. What is it? The show? Uh, uh, what was the uh, show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one with Jonathan Majors in it. Um, yeah. The HBO show that yeah. that came out and everything that, that, you know, was portraying it and everything. So it's come to the forefront now, as far as the mainstream What's stuff the is concerned. I thought both of them did it. I thought the Watchmen did it and the other one, the, the one with Jonathan Majors. I thought they both did it. Huh. No, I'm not sure. I know the Watchmen did it. I remember that episode on Twitter. Folks were like, oh my god. Yeah. And black but, folks were like, finally, nigga. And then we were like, what the fuck? So. 
but yeah, I forget because I didn't watch either. I didn't watch either one of those, but yeah, the you know, it's a lot of there are quite a few black people here in Oklahoma and but at the same time Black History Month is probably uh, it probably just depends on the person as mm-hmm. far as like how big it is and what's going to happen and everything nobody well I'm not going to say nobody like really pushed against it but I feel like there's there's probably people pushing against it now as far as like all the this anti-CRT CRT. stuff that people are doing you know, we don't want to make white people feel bad. We don't want to make white kids feel bad and all this bullshit. But it's you know, hard. It, it's hard to tell because I'm here in the house. I'm here in the house and my kids are online. So I'm not really <laughs> fucking with a whole bunch of people anyway. For sure. For sure. Two questions. One, when you. um, You said you found out about Black Wall Street in college. How'd that come about? Was it during a class or. A conversation or yeah it was what was the class it was like maybe it was called african-american men or or something like that you know so it was an afam class and the teacher whose name i do not remember happened to be doing some type of law thing for some of the uh survivors Mm -hmm. of uh survivors of the tulsa massacre and this was like so this was probably probably 2004, 2005. So I have no idea if this man is still affiliated with anything that's going on as far as their reparations and stuff is concerned. But he brought it up to us, I think, because he was so close to it. And that was like my first time finding out that this thing happened. Here's why. And and all of that. Was he a black teacher? Yeah, it was a black teacher. Yeah, he was like a a young black teacher. Yeah, he was a, a young black uh, teacher okay okay and what was the second question we don't i don't you know there's probably places in california i take that back where they probably are fighting uh against crt or 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 against the implementation of critical race theory but i haven't seen it around here like i don't know maybe it's because my son's in mm-hmm. high school and I'm just like, he doesn't have any history classes yet. But it just doesn't seem like as big of a thing out here as it is. And like, I know that in um, Indiana, they just passed the first step of a law uh, to remove CRT from schools. Mm-hmm. Um, are they they still fighting the good fight? there or or is it just I'm pretty like- sure I'm pretty sure something has been something is like in committee whatever as far as like that stuff is going on they're they're I mean I think they're doing all kinds of different stuff in all kinds of uh conservative red state places to kind of get people riled up and also you know basically fuck up everybody you know everybody who's marginalized like if you're not a white man you know you probably are somebody is probably coming after something come, coming after your shit mm-hmm. so what's up in your world my world uh i feel like the last time we talked 
I think I was talking about getting a tutor or thinking about getting mm-hmm. a tutor. And so I do have a tutor and her name is uh, Hyung Shin. And she is really dope and funny. And she's always uh, gassing me up, telling me that I'm good at Korean, even though I don't, I don't always feel good at it. And I know it's because like, as far as speaking is concerned, it, it's a lot easier to write it out because I can sit and think and come up with sentences and stuff and everything. But when it's time to like actually say the shit, it's just like, and that's really, and it, you know, it just doesn't feel very, I don't feel very confident when I'm trying to, to speak and everything, but you know, I'm getting there. So I think the last time that I had talked with you, you had gotten like a pen pal uh, sort of thing going on. Um, oh yeah, I had like a, yeah, I had, there was there's a dude named uh, Kimmy, but me and Kimmy have kind of fallen off uh, talking because he is focused on uh, getting a certification for uh, forestry because I mm-hmm. guess he's gonna he wants to move to Canada and work in the the forest industry i guess and so he's been focused on trying to get that uh certification and laying off uh studying english so we haven't really been able to chat very much okay okay did you watch um is it called we are all dead all of us are dead all of us are dead no, I did not because I don't like zombie movies. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I've I've seen. I mean, the K dramas are top top notch. Right, top <laughs> like they're top. Like I know, and I, and that's the thing with 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 K dramas and stuff is that I know they're gonna hit you like with emotionally and give you good characters and interesting twists and turns and and all that different kind of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, just I'm not gonna be there. Because it's a zombie movie, and I don't watch them. So you never watched The Walking Dead? Nope. Not a not, not no not on a like I what like I have seen bits and pieces. Like I watched uh, what is that guy's name? Not not uh, the guy who has the brother and kind of the mullet hair. I can't think of. Oh, The Walking Dead was a long time ago. I, I, I don't. Know. Okay, well, anyway, it was somebody who had a brother and, like, somebody was talking about it. And so I watched a scene of him seeing his brother as a zombie. Like, I watched, like, so, like, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of stuff, but not enough to, like... Oh, yeah, Merle and Daryl. There you go, Merle and Daryl. That's what it was. I watched that scene just to see. It was just, like, because I'm... Because I think that's what's what always scares me about zombie movies is thinking about what it would be like to have uh, to be the person that has to do something to your family member. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to kill them. You have to leave them behind. You have to do something. And I don't like thinking about it. So I don't like watching it. You know, like it's the same thing. It's the same thing with like, uh, what is it? Dawn of the Dead. And like in that opening mm-hmm. scene, in those opening scenes of Dawn of the Dead, when everybody's starting to turn and everything, like the kid is the one who turns and comes into the bedroom of the parents and stuff. And so it's just fucking, that shit is scary. So I'm just like, it's scarier 
thinking about family being sick and and turning and, and that kind of stuff or and it's just like no nah, i'm not with it i feel that so not so much the zombies but the the it's more of the emotional mm-hmm. um reaction to seeing family members having to deal with family members and friends having to deal with friends and things of that nature mm-hmm. which happened a lot on um that show i always want to call it we are all dead I, it's is that is that it, it might i mean that might be what is are we all that dead or are the... we might be dead i don't know the 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 k-pop zombie it was it's a lot of that because mm-hmm. it's kids in a in a enclosed high school for the most part yeah yeah so that does occur left and right and it is there are some parts that are staggering the acting is top notch though like I don't know. I feel like I would want to learn Korean too. Because I feel like I'm missing stuff in the translation. Mm-hmm. And it's so great that I want to know more about it. But then I'm like, eh, it takes so much work. <laughs> no, that's real. It's, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's You've been doing real. it for what, like three years now? Yeah, it'll be three years this May. And this is all because of BTS. Have you texted them or, or tweeted at them and told them that you're doing this because do you still listen to them oh yeah i still yeah i still listen to bts and still listen to k-pop and everything but no haven't really not tweeted at them seriously to be like hey you know i'm learning korean because of you kind of thing because they ain't gonna respond back <laughs> yeah that's true i i, I always sometimes i wonder if i uh, wasted my tweet like if you have that if you have one tweet in your life where somebody who is a celebrity or, or famous will respond to you, I think I wasted mine way back at the beginning of Twitter when I told a rapper that they sucked and they responded back, "Nah, uh." <laughs> who responded to me? There was one time. Uh, it was right when Miguel's second album came out. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted some lyric to him and was just like, "You nasty," and like, <laughs> and, he, and and late and like for some reason, like weeks later, I searched to see if he responded, and he did. He was like, "Like yes, or you like right or something." He had responded back, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Miguel responded back to this random tweet that I had no idea that he was ever going to respond to or whatever. But yeah, it was just, it was just silly. So, okay. Super Bowl just happened. Did you watch? I didn't. No. I, I just, no. Okay. Okay. Not even the halftime show. Nothing. Just, just no. enjoyed your day away. Me too. Okay. Um, I know that there was a part where Eminem knelt. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that's popping up on my uh, feed now is Eminem kneeling um, at the NFL halftime show, the Super Bowl halftime show, does not negate all of his homophobia mm-hmm. or misogyny mm-hmm. or transphobia or anything else. And y'all celebrating him like he did something big, but he still hasn't apologized for that. And I was like, you know what? That's not that hot of a take. Like, I I agree. Like, that's when you pop up on a on a major stage like this, somebody, they have the right to... Say, hey, bro, 
while you're here, why not apologize for these things? And it didn't even get mentioned, so no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not surprised. But, but I'm not surprised that people are feeling like that about Eminem. It's just like, that's what's up. You know, there's no, I mean, I'm definitely not going to be like, oh, you should defend, you know, Marshmallow is like, I don't give a fuck about that nigga. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It, it, at this point in time, it's. I'm old. And it's like, I'm not. I don't have time to care about other people's stuff anymore, I guess. I think that's sure. it. Um, also, did you hear about the uh, folks who, I guess, a Catholic priest uh, resigned after performing thousands of invalid baptism over, over 20 years? Yeah, all because he said, we baptize you instead of I baptize you. Mm-hmm. Is it that, like... It's just like, yo, like the English language, like coming for everybody. Like, that's terrible. Like, coming for you. <laughs> like, I just would never think that that we could, I would never think that something like that could invalidate a baptism, but. I just didn't think that one word could negate your relationship with. God, and then I looked and saw that it was a Catholic church, and I was like, oh, okay, them niggas don't talk to God anyway. Oh, no. Well, they don't. <laughs> they talk to somebody else who relays right, their messages. A, yeah, like it's a, yeah, the the priest is like the go-between, I guess, yeah. Yeah, like the Catholic church is for niggas who just want to gossip. <laughs> they don't want to get right. <laughs> they just want to gossip a little bit, like, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. What'd you do this time? Well, see what it happened was me and you know you know Roy, right? Roy, you know. So Roy and his wife are for real, for real, for real. Okay, that's three Hail Marys. Are you gonna tell God what I said? Yeah, we'll get to it. I'll get around to it. What'd you do for Valentine's Day? If y'all don't go, if you don't go outside, like, does anybody? I mean, I know your husband goes outside because he has to go to work. Yeah. But yeah, Valentine's Day. What was the thing in the 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 Shante household for Valentine's Day? Uh, we stayed in the house, of well, course. Yeah. But it was actually a nice evening, a little bit. So we sat out on the deck, had a couple of drinks, and just chilled. I got a plant for Valentine's Day, a snake plant. So that was cool because it was better than than getting flowers that are gonna die later. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Yes. So you got a green thumb. Do I have a green thumb? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got some stuff that died and I got some stuff that's still alive. And so, you know. And you don't know I'm, how either of them happened. You're just pushing forward. I'm just doing the best I can. I'm watering it when it looks like it needs to be watered. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't I be. I can't be held responsible for the deaths of the ones I have to put those behind me and the next plant is like I heard about you yeah it's, I mean there's some what is it there's some plants that we got last summer that one really thrive uh, another one was on its last legs 
And so it got repotted. So we're going to see if we can bring that back. And then, yeah, and the other one died. The other one definitely died. But I think that one, that one, the one that died should have been put in a bigger pot in the first place. Like I just, that was just um, not knowing, just ignorance. Like, you know, I planted it and I was just like, man, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to have enough space to really do anything. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't. And it died. I should have had, you know, if I had been, if I had been more knowledgeable, I would have put it in a bigger pot. So So it would have had more space to grow. How long have you been trying to, how long have you been into plants? I don't even know what to call it because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am not that dude. They they won't thrive around me at all. Oh, the only okay. thing that so thrives like, around me are weeds. <laughs> okay, so I would say like houseplants, it's only, it's been less than a year. Because, okay. like, you know, I had the, the garden thing outside, and that has been, like, mostly failure. Like, I had, like, that first time I planted some stuff outside, planted squash, and there was actual squash to pick off and everything. Mm-hmm. And then where I had it that year, it wasn't there. I moved it to a different spot, and I don't think that spot was the right spot for it because shit didn't grow. So why can't you move it back to the original spot? Because it's in the yard, and and Cody cares about the grass. Um, okay. I can see so. that. Yeah, we don't have any grass, so it'll just be like, yeah, let's go back to this first spot. Yeah. Uh, but we have a dog who will probably try and eat the stuff. So and then she get diarrhea. Mm. So other than squash, what did you try and plant? Yeah, I tried carrots and cucumbers and corn and just different you know just different shit you know some stuff was like oh i waited too late so it wasn't really gonna do it that Mm -hmm. was with some stuff other stuff it just you know it just didn't it just didn't thrive i think it was too hot i wasn't watering it enough you know it just didn't it just didn't hit you know I, I don't. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, know, it's just, you know, it's a lot of, um, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but you do have to stay. There's, you could be on top of it too much, but you can also be on top of it not enough. And sometimes the not enough, like you got to find the sweet spot of mm-hmm. maintenance. And it was hard. It's been hard for me to find the sweet spot of, of maintenance, I guess. But you're gonna keep trying. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I got these house plants. I like the house plants. Maybe I'll try to grow uh, something else, you know, from seed, or maybe something that's already started or whatever. Once uh, stuff starts coming out later in the spring, you know, we'll see what happens. It's really trying to figure out something that's going to be in a good spot and something that's going to be permanent. Because I really don't want to keep having to move stuff around. Okay, what about like? roses uh i had roses they died i mean like they died over time like i planted them like four or five years ago and they eventually have passed passed on on. yeah Yeah. they've passed on and need to be redone and and they may not have been 
in a good spot as well. And just, you know, just it was really nice that first those first couple of years and everything. And I just I think they needed more maintenance than what I was aware of as far as like maintaining the soil and fertilizer and and all that different kind of stuff, because they gradually stopped producing the way they produced in the beginning. Okay. I, it, I, Nisha asked me once why I didn't just plant flowers instead of buying her flowers all the time. And I was like, this is much more productive. Um, and the other way wouldn't work. And I think I tried planting flowers once, but the only thing that grew were dandelions. Mm-hmm. And then I found out those were weeds, and I was bummed out because I was like, they are thriving. Like, they are just everywhere in the backyard. Like, look, there goes one, and there goes one, and yeah, those are dead roses. And there goes one over there, and I didn't even try that hard. And they were like, yeah, because those are weeds. And I was like, that's messed up because when I was a kid, dandelions were like it. Like, that was the she loves me, she loves me not flower. That was the blowing the puffs uh, Mm -hmm. in the wind flower. That was my favorite flower. So to find out that my favorite flower was hated amongst actual flower people, I was I felt some yeah. sort of way. I mean, it really depends on the the flower person, though, because there's people like obviously there's people who are going to call them weeds, and they get people get uh, upset as far as people who are trying to maintain green yards and stuff and like pristine, perfect kind of grass. But there's a lot of people who are just like you know. They make dandelion tea and with the flowers and, you know, it can be medicinal and and all kinds of different stuff. So it really just it really just depends on the person as far as uh, what their intention is with their yard. Because then there's other people. There's there's people who want like really super duper pristine, pristine yards. And then there's the people who were like environmentally having a regular just green ass yard doesn't really provide anything for uh, the environment. You know, it takes up a lot of water to maintain. It's not like bees and shit are going to be living in it and different types of stuff, you know, and everything. You're not supporting an ecosystem with just a plain ass grass yard. So it really just depends on the person. So I mean, if you it, so I mean, if you fuck with dandelions, it's okay to fuck with dandelions. You don't have to just think that oh, they're a weed and they suck, because you know, there's other people who think they're great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should I, I should make a farm, and then make the tea that you're talking about. I feel like that would taste bad. Um. But foragers would probably be like, no, it tastes great. You just dry it out. I was watching this one woman. Um, she's a forager. And she probably mm-hmm. would drink dandelion tea and make up a song about it and stuff. So, the reason why I was asking about what y'all did for Valentine's Day is because uh, I'm glad you didn't go to Golden Corral. Um, a fight broke out at a Golden Corral with uh, 40 people involved. We're going to tab this one underneath, not just... Uh, Food fight. Uh, we're also going to categorize this as uh, white on white crime. Oh man, it was white people. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah. Um, the fight uh, involved, like I said, forty people, more than forty people, and the fight allegedly broke out after a customer became enraged 
when the buffet ran out of steak. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I understand. I've seen people at buffets get very testy. Like, usually the ones that I'm at are like uh, Chinese food buffets where they have like crab legs. And one person will take like more crab legs than they should take, or how more crab legs than the person behind them feels they should take. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're like, There's people behind you, pal. And they're like, That's good, buddy. Well, I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend. And it just devolves <laughs> from there. Um, but the police uh, confirmed the brawl um, happened following an argument amongst some customers. Um, they didn't know what caused the argument as that's still under investigation, but a former employee said he heard from a current employee that the fight started over steak. Quote, there were two parties in line waiting for steak. Somebody had cut in front and then started being picky and finicky about the steaks and taking too long. And then someone else spoke up and said something I guess the other party didn't like and then it turned into an all out brawl. Another worker uh, added that the restaurant allegedly ran out of steak, sparking the incident. And the first worker said his friend got hit by a table during the incident. Oh, my God. Right? Uh, He said his friend is in the video trying to break it up. And she told him she got hit by a table and her ankle got bruised up pretty bad. I just want to point out to people who have never been to a Golden Corral, those tables aren't small. That's what I, that's why I was just like, oh my God, like what? I, those th- I thought those things were heavy. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All those tables are made to uh, fit like four people behind them at the very least. They're not small tables. They're not light tables. And for someone to just pick one up and throw it like it's the source awards, um, steak yeah like i don't know shit like this just makes me want to stay in the house more Mm -hmm. because i feel like like for one we're living in a country that's basically acting like motherfuckers you know countless motherfuckers aren't dying every day Mm -hmm. and countless motherfuckers haven't already died and then telling people to go to work keep buying stuff keep doing everything meanwhile prices keep increasing so people are going to work but their money isn't going as far as it used to and they're basically you know robbing peter to pay paul and now they got to go out and go try to have some leisurely time and then it makes sense that shit breaks out like this at you know some little thing like oh man there's not enough steak makes you lose your mind at the at a restaurant because you already have been trying not to lose your mind all week or all month or all year or whatever and so everybody's got their fucked up breaking point and so i'm just like yeah i'm in the crib the same thing with the people who are on the airplanes losing their minds behind masks and shit and everything and every you know whatever just somebody telling them hey please don't do this and how dare you and then they just going off it's just like nah i'm in the crib yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like a lot of folks seem like they're like four or five seconds from Wilden. And it's it's usually 
Well, it's always that last thing that seems like the most egregious thing to the last straw. Seems like the most egregious straw to break the camel's back. Like, we're really here because you couldn't get the spicy ketchup at Whataburger. Like, that's 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 what we're complaining about. Yes. Yes. Also, because this, 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 and this. Oh, okay. All right. But I just, I, between this and the fights I used to see break out at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. You, I'm, all I'm learning is that at this point in our country's life, you never know when a fight's going to break out. Because I would have never thought a fight would have broken out at a, at, a, at a Chuck E. Cheese. But apparently, these things happen. Often. And so I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, I don't even want to order in. Because I know people who have uh, done DoorDash. And the people have delivered the food and taken a picture of it. To prove that they brought the food. And then they take the food. Mm. And they leave. That sucks. Yeah. That's messed up. That's, I mean, yeah. That's... That's messed up, but that that makes sense too. It's just like it sucks for the it, it obviously sucks for the person who ordered the food, but it also sucks because this person who's working feels like they have to steal food. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like it's a double edged sword. Like these folks are like, yo, nobody's gonna miss this. These, I could see that, and how I feel bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's all fucked up because especially because you know it's probably not gonna hurt uh, Domino's or something, some chain restaurant. You know, if somebody steals some food, as far as like if they have to take an L and have to remake it and, and all this different kind of stuff. But it sucks for a comp, you know. But it sucks for like you know the mom and pop restaurants who are getting their food stolen. You know, whose customers are getting their food stolen and then the customer calls back and is like, hey, this person said that they deliver my food, but all they did was take a picture and roll out. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I going to get my food back or I need my stuff, you know, I need a refund or, you know, whatever, like what, however it falls, it probably is going to fall on the restaurant owner. And if it's like a small business restaurant owner, they can only take so much uh, fraud before it starts to affect them. Yeah, I I mean, I know people who would get their food and would still call in and be like, I didn't get my food. So there's yeah. like two different ways that they're getting fucked over in this game. And it, it's, it's unfortunate for a small business owner to have to deal with this sort of thing um, and know that this is the only way that you're going to really be able to make a living is by continuing to do these sort of DoorDash services where the delivery of the food is out of your hands. Yeah. That would suck. That really would. To get a call and somebody's like, I didn't get that food, and then you, the delivery person, arrives again, and they're sitting there with the food in their hand like, oh, we found it, but since you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I feel bad for all the times I used to do that. You know, when you're a teenager, you do dumb sure. stuff. But I was 28, so. Anything else? 
Like, you been up to anything else in the world? Have I been up to anything else? I feel like, in a way, I have, and in a way, I haven't. Okay. Do <laughs> like, tell. It's, just, it's, it's like, oh, you know, I sit, and I'm watching The Bachelor, and I'm completely fascinated by how these women are so serious about this one dude. And this one dude is telling himself that he can kind of split himself to kind of figure out, you know, who he's going to be with. And yet I almost think like, oh, man, what if it like it's cool that he can kind of date these multiple women at the same time. But it feels like women should be able to do that too but like in real life like it should be okay for you to go out and hang out with somebody and kind of will you know the whittle the team down to one dude if that's what you want to do rather than put all your eggs in one basket for a few months and then it don't work out and then put all your eggs in one basket for a few more months with another dude and that don't work out and put it you know and so you should be dating like I feel like some women should be dating multiple dudes like not necessarily like you know you ain't got to sleep with everybody but just like really you know make these motherfuckers work for it you know (laughs) (laughs) you know like really you know and so and they all know that you know what this is you know you might get X'd out tomorrow you might get eliminated you know so you need to be you know because like so many of these women on The Bachelor are like you know because the dude's name is Clayton so they're like oh I'm focused on Clayton you know they trying to prove that you know they want to be with him and you know like it's all you know the competition mindset with some of them and it's just like yo like really behind this one dude like this is wild it's just like like it's I don't know and they crying and they upset I don't know. It's ri- it's riveting, mindless TV for me right now. So I'm trying to figure out. I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor. I guess I should start mm. off with that. Um, this is the show where what, like, 16 girls or 16 women compete to basically like 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 the Flavor Flav show, right? In a way, yeah. Like, they're, you know, different things are going on, and he's picking who he wants to go on, like, a one-on-one date or, like, a group date and all this, you know, different kind of stuff and everything. But, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, a certain amount of women competing for a dude, you know, competing, you know, do, and they're doing, like, little events and everything. Like, there was a uh, a football event. And so I don't know how many girls were in it. Maybe it was like 20 girls. So it's 10 on 10 or whatever it was. And so the team that won got to go on a group date with him, you know, like an evening group date and everything. So it's, it's shit like that where they might be competing with each other. Who does the best? The person who does the best gets the rose, gets to go on to the next round or whatever. What's the success rate of the relationships on this show? I have no idea. I feel like it's hit or miss. I feel because, you know, because they do, you know, I think the show initially started out as The Bachelor. So it was women competing for a man. Then they started doing The Bachelorette. So then it's men competing for a woman. And so 
I feel like it it kind of goes back and forth. I think there's some who have got together and they're still together. There's some who have got together and then eventually broke up. Like this dude now, he was initially on The Bachelorette and like made it maybe near the final round or made it close to the final round. But then the girl was like, nah, not you. And so then he became The Bachelor. So, you know, it's, I think it's hit or miss. Hmm. I mean, there's probably a more accurate assessment of success rate on Google, but it just, it always has seemed hit or miss for me. Okay. I, I just, I, I still spend, like, if I have time, like right now we have Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. So there's so many shows that are available that we've never seen before. So we started watching, we watched Big Brother. Oh wow! Um, the season where the black folks got together and there were finally enough black oh. folks to where they could make themselves a majority. Yeah, the cookout. Isn't the that cookout. what they were called? The cookout. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was cool seeing how it was set up, even though it was frustrating because some of the folks, some of the black folks, kept getting sad that their white folks were getting voted out, and so they were like, "I don't mess this person," and it was just it was messy. Um, and then we watched. Oh, I always have time for MTV's a challenge. Sure. Um, so they have a lot of those on there and then they have the challenge all stars where they come back when they're like uh, older, like they're, they're in their thirties and forties now. And it's like, damn, y'all shouldn't be doing this shit anymore. Um, and the amazing race, which a lot of the shows last season would have that we got shut down due to COVID and here's what's going on now sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, did you watch the uh, Netflix show Cheer? No, I didn't. No, I didn't watch the. No, I didn't. Okay. okay. So there was a show called Cheer. And um, apparently one of the primary characters on Cheer um, is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And so they had a, uh, this second season, they talked about and went in depth about what he had done and, and, and how he had gotten arrested and he was standing trial and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, y'all really need to, they, they did it as a further discussion into the lack of protection for kids mm-hmm. in the cheerleading mm-hmm. and gymnastics, mm-hmm. uh, industries. And I was like, this is. Just, I'm I'm heartbroken for those uh, young men who uh, suffered through that. But yeah, yeah, this scary stuff. But speaking of Netflix, we finished uh, Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, the last the the fourth season. Yeah, and I thought I thought that ended well, and it's kind of. It's inter. It's uh, what I think is interesting about Cobra Kai is how it started out as on you know the YouTube like you know kind of just like you know the the alternate telling mm-hmm. of what happened to Johnny and how it's how they've continued continuously evolved it you know by bringing in all the different characters and and the all the older characters back into the show and mm-hmm. it feels it it doesn't feel. Uh, 
fake, I guess, not the fake's not the right word, but it always feels like it makes sense. It's just like, yeah, this makes sense. You're bringing this guy back or you're bringing this person back or this thing is happening. It just feels natural. It's just like, okay, I'll work with this. This is, this, yeah. I'm wondering if the, um, I forget what her name is, from Million Dollar Baby, if Hillary she's going to show up. Yeah, if Hillary Swank's going to show up, that'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like they, they keep bringing back all these different people. Like, I wasn't expecting, uh, I can't think of that. His, his name is Thomas Ian something, but Terry Silver from the the third Karate Kid. You know, mm-hmm. when Daniel was, you know, fighting with, you know, being trained by Cobra Kai and everything. Terry Silver, I w- yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to come back. And then he did, and it was just like, oh, man, he's like, like, super villain. Yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, that was like at first he was like all quiet and eating vegan and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and at the end he was like a, a monster. Like, okay, this is he was playing long game, like oh, monster yeah. stuff too. Yeah, and like and and his long game, like I totally thought that he was going to uh, take Cobra Kai. Like it was just like, okay, he's gonna take it. You know, he's going to do something. But I thought he was going to do it a different way than the way he did it. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, oh, and I guess maybe that's what's so good about uh, Cobra Kai. Like, there's some things that happen and it's just like, yeah, OK. Like, you know, when Daniel goes to Okinawa in the last season, of course, he's going to see the Chosen. characters that he saw. Yeah, of course, he's going to see those characters. So it totally makes sense. You know, but the way that they spin the story is just, you don't know necessarily exactly what's coming. I really do appreciate the fact that, um, well, there's a few things I appreciate. One is the fact that the kids, no matter how bad they are or how bad they seem to one another, the parents are always like trying to redeem them. Like the the storyline between uh, the mom of the one white girl mm-hmm. and the white girl from Cobra Kai and how they started getting oh, okay. close. Yeah, that, Tori. That, yeah. yeah, Tori. I really like that because it just it made it appear like nobody is lost and even like. You can have a predisposed notion about a child because of what they did to your kid, but that kid is still their own person, and and, and they might actually end up being, you know, somebody who's savable or or, or mm-hmm. can be helped. So, yeah, I, I just the fact that they had a, a a ladies tournament, a separate ladies tournament, and then all of a sudden like ladies started popping up on the show for like one episode just so then they could be a part of this tournament i was like that's the one thing that was like okay this could have been built out a little bit more but you knew it was going to end up being tori and sam sam in the championship so it's like everything else a foregone conclusion but yeah um your oklahoma city thunder uh they're they're so awful i feel i feel great about that as a uh Seattle Supersonics fan. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. They seem very excited about the the white rookie, though. I keep seeing stuff, whatever his name is. You know, 
people are excited about him. And I'm like, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens as far as uh, if they keep him or trade him away. I think that's always interesting with with it, it's interesting which teams will try to stick with somebody mm-hmm. and try to build around them versus the teams who get somebody good and then they trade them away or you know whatever they have they, they can't keep them so it's um, i'm curious what will happen as far as uh he's concerned yeah i think that that's about it for oh i saw jackass oh how'd you like it <laughs> i realized i need to grow up more I I, I still found a lot of the stuff they did to be absolutely hilarious. And it's nothing more than people getting punched in the balls over and over again. And yet it still was just like, yeah, this is what I came for. I laughed till I cried a few times. So, yeah, I enjoyed that more than I expected to. Um, And now they're going to put out a Beavis and Butthead Go to Space uh, movie. And I am torn as to whether or not I want to watch that. And they're coming out with a Chippendale Rescue Rescue Rangers uh, reboot. Not reboot, but just continuing the story. So yeah, and like, I saw that. That looks kind of strange. Yeah, because one is, it's, it's like real meta. So like one is um, animated and the other one is like CGI. Yeah, and he was talking about having like the CGI surgery or whatever, the CGI procedure, yeah, and everything. So now he, you know, he looks different and everything. I don't know. I don't know. I think my kids will like it. My kids will probably be into it once they find out that it's happening because they haven't really said anything about it. But once they find out, they'll be, they'll be telling me about it. But I'm kind of like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm cool. Hmm. I, I think because it's done by. Andy Samberg, I think I'm going to check it out. Um, if it works, it works. Plus, Monterey Jack is in it. That's my dude. If it works, it works. If not, you know, I'll just move on to the next thing. But it, it got me excited when I saw the trailer. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, Shantae, you got anything else? You got anybody you want to uh, say fuck you to? Or anybody you want to say hi to? Or anything like that? Oh. It's yours. Nope. No fuck yous. No, no fuck yous. Hey, how's calligraphy going? Anything at all? No, I've no, I've been focused on Korean. So. Okay. All right, fine. We'll get that company off the ground one way or the other. I'm certain of it. (laughs) Just gonna move into doing it in Korean. That's all. Like the business is there. We just. Need time. That's all we need is a little bit of time. Alright, well. Um, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad the kids are doing well. Um, I, I've missed talking with you. Yeah, I've missed um, talking with you too. And let's see. I, I figure the way things are going. Um, I'm available next Wednesday. If anything pops up. Um, we didn't really... Did we talk about Kanye West? Oh, man. Fuck Kanye West. Yeah. Like, that's just, I mean, one, I, 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 for me, I have started to move, 
well, sometimes try not to be too emotionally invested in trash celebrities. Like if it's somebody I really fuck with, great. And if it's somebody I don't, like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm moving on. But yeah, he, Kanye's tripping. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really that's really the bottom line. But the whole thing is Kanye's been tripping. That's that's you know I feel like a, you know it's something that I've always said on the show is that Kanye's been Kanye for a while. It's just that it was dope, you know, or we looked past it because we liked the music. But he's been this kind of ego maniacal, kind of strange one for a while. I know that um, I was talking on Facebook and posted up. Um, I shared a post uh, that somebody put out saying that uh, Kanye truthfully would scare you if he were your ex and you're not rich with security. His behavior isn't funny at all and women get killed by men like this every day. Um, the thing that concerns me is the fact that he went and weaponized his fans. Like yeah. he told them that if they saw uh, Kim Kardashian out on the streets with Pete Davidson, to pretty much attack Pete. And that's the thing. And motherfuckers will do it. That's what's so terrible. I mean, that's. I mean, it's whether it's whether it's like a giant, you know, celebrity like Kanye West, or even people who have, uh, you know a few million followers or something motherfuckers will weaponize their fan base against motherfuckers and it's not okay it's not cool and this is even worse because for Kanye because he's doing it against a, a former romantic partner it's just you know it's abuse it's it's not um... it's not cool at all um, and my biggest concern is that something's going to happen that he's going to be like, I didn't know. I feel like, I feel like this is the same. I, I feel like he learned this from Trump, not learned it, but I feel like Trump did this and saw what the power of press could do. But before that, people were doing this on Twitter all the time because, uh, Nikki was doing it with her Barbies and. Um, there's other celebrities who are like, this person being mean to me, go get them. But mm -hmm. this is just my ex is dating somebody else now and I don't like it. So if you see them, please make his life a living hell for me. And then when something happens, they're going to be like, I didn't expect them to take me seriously. Yeah. Cause that's how, yes, that's how it's, it's, it's throwing rocks and then hiding your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it doesn't go down like that, but bleh, 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 bleh. you know, I'm not going to put any like technical term on Kanye, but it's just, it's just unnecessary. Like he needs to talk to somebody, somebody else instead of using uh, his fans to, to bolster himself. And his fans are literally defending it. Like, we can say this because it's Kim Kardashian and she's not a real person. She's a celebrity. So, yeah. 
prayers up to her, prayers up to uh, Pete, and hopefully Kanye grows up. Also, I didn't know that nigga was five foot seven, but that makes a lot of sense. Five foot yeah, seven inch people seem like the type of people who would do shit like this. Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever thought about how tall he is. Yeah, but that yeah. makes sense. But no, I mean it. It does make make sense in a way that some, for better or worse, sometimes people who are shorter take shit more personal. Yeah, especially when Pete Davidson is six foot three. Man, he is. <laughs> Man. So Kanye like is five eight person. and Pete Davidson is six three. Yeah, but it's so it's it's so unnecessary as far as Kanye West is concerned because it's just like you're Kanye West, like you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like you're Kanye West and he's out here dating Julia Fox, you know, like you could be with all kinds of different people, but it's probably. It's it's probably one of those things where he wanted to be with Kim Kardashian. He got with Kim Kardashian. He probably felt really good about himself being with Kim Kardashian. And now that Kim Kardashian has moved on, he can't handle it. He can't handle his his self-esteem or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can't handle the rejection of something that he wanted so badly. And that something kind of moving on and thriving without him. Like he probably definitely, I, I could totally see Kanye West being the kind of person to think that because he's with Kim, that somehow he has elevated her in some kind of way because he thinks so highly of himself. He's going to think that he's doing more than what he's, you know, he's thinking his impact is like super huge on her and he's probably hoping, oh, she's going to fall off, even though it's stupid because it's fucking Kim Kardashian. She's not going to fall off. But then here she is and she moves on with a dude who, you know, for whatever, re- you know, regardless of whatever attraction somebody could have with Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson is like batting a thousand with the type of women that he's dating. Like he's dating all kinds of different, like hot women. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, he's not a scrub in that kind of sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like if this woman wants to get with him, she's not, you know, you wanting to get with him is just, you know, it's just like hot women want to get with Pete Davidson. And so Kanye, I'm sure, feels some kind of way. Yeah, he probably feels he doesn't measure up. Right. Even though hot women would probably get with Kanye. That's what's so that's what's so silly about it it's just like you could probably get you a hot model i mean maybe right there ready but i mean if, if i were one of them I, I wouldn't get with them not after you know the whole blame game thing where he no went out and yeah. like i still say he was talking about amber rose on that song but you know it's not for me to decide i just know that it wasn't cool no and but and but i guess it's the whole thing where rich motherfuckers can get with attractive motherfuckers. And so it's like, it, it, she, you would think that somebody like him wouldn't be that pressed or wouldn't need to be that pressed, but mm-hmm. he's pressed. And so here we are. 
Meanwhile, Kim seemingly has herself, you know, a decent boyfriend at the moment anyway. Yeah. It's never seemed like Pete Davidson was like super duper scumbaggy. I don't know. <laughs> he just seemed like just a regular dude. And he's probably a lot nicer. I, I just look at him sometimes and I'm like, he looks like a character from Jackass. But past that, I'm sure that it's going to be just fine. That's all. I just want her to be safe. Want the family to be safe. Um, I don't. Yeah. Shit ain't funny. It's scary. And I hope that she stays safe and that the kids are okay. Pete will be fine. Pete will make up jokes about it on uh, Saturday Night Live, but I hope that he's okay because fans will look at him like he's the cause of all of the issues between Kanye and, and Kim when mm-hmm. nothing can be further from the truth. So, yeah, in that, I do hope that uh, they're safe as well. Yeah. All right. Well, um, the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Uh, email address is singlesimulcast at gmail.com. Uh, Shantae is on Twitter at Shantae Fabulous. That's F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. I always, I always have to stop and think about it. I want to spell it like that other guy does so badly. Um, and I'm on there as Rashani. The show is uh, on single simulcast. Uh, you can also contact us at uh, the Ratchet Book Club Twitter feed. Um... You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Uh, copy and paste that in the Good Pods. And copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. And you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or uh, again on the Good Pods app, uh, there's a tip jar. Yeah, I think that's about it. I have nothing else. Shantae, what about you? I think you've hit all the high points. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining. I say that like this isn't your fucking show. It's a habit. It's a habit. Well, I do appreciate you joining me on Storytellers twice now. Right. Um, That's dope. Um, Yeah, this is your show, though. So, yeah. I'll see you next Wednesday. And listeners, thank y'all so much for joining us. I do greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. This is Single Simulcast.